This uh, past weekend was a regional blast, and so we had several of our kids that participated. Uh, Rebecca took home the gold, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. whoop, yeah. number one. And, and two things, or? I got first in math. First in math. Okay, she is the best math person we know, and so we're proud of her. Did a great job on the flute as well, and then Carissa did well with uh, her quilt. I think she won as well, and we got a gold. And then our, we had Leanne and Spencer participated <laughs> in their team sports. It was interesting. Uh, I, I was going over to watch them play and see what our kids were doing, and about uh, the get, first game was supposed to be at 2 at 11.30. I got a text from Spencer saying, hey, Dad, they don't have a coach. Can you coach us? Yeah, you can, you can imagine my thrill, Steve. Uh, you know, and so I, I said, is there no one else? No, no, no one else. It's you. And I think it was no one else because Josh really didn't want to do it. Uh, and so I ended up going and, and coaching him. And it was, it was a great experience. You know, we, we had like 10 minutes before the game. And the substitution pattern was, hey, 23 can you get 35? <laughs> you know, we got together for a few minutes to make sure we were running the same kind of defense and, and had some idea of what to do on offense. And it, it went like you might think it would go. And actually, we did okay. We were competitive. We lost by three, and we won by two, and then we lost by two. And the team we lost by three ended up coming second in, in the whole tournament. So we did okay, considering uh, but, but it was important that we come together as a team, that, that, that somehow I, we begin to learn each other's names, that, that we play defense in a similar way. That there's a power when we're on the same page, when we're pulling together, when we're doing things together. We see this, and I, and I know your pastor likes sports. If you don't like sports, I'm sorry. But in sports, you see it when teams are working together. If, if you're musical, when you're playing the same tune, it's helpful, right? <laughs> you know, in families, in businesses, when, when you have a, same, a similar ideal of what needs to be accomplished, it's important. You, you know, kids, did, did you ever, if, if, you're, if you can remember, if you're a kid in here today, when you were a kid, do you ever remember going to your mom and asking her if she could do something and, and she said no, then going to your dad and asking the same question? Who used to do that, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, and so parents, as we parents, as we're parents, we have to be on the same page. <laughs> it's important in families, it's important in, in churches that we be on the same page. And, and communication. And communicating these things is important. Sometimes churches do good. Sometimes I do good. Sometimes I don't do so good. I understand that. I'm like anyone else. What did we say last week? God's never wrong, but sometimes I am, right? Uh, Tri-County, I'll, I'll never forget, we had, um, they, had a, they didn't have city sewage at Tri-County, Josh. And, and so they, they had two septic systems. And the ideal was that they would switch every year from one septic system to the other to, to, to kind of rotate it. And so we were in a board meeting one time, and, and Dan had talked about how, Pastor Dan had talked about how he had went and switched the septic system just recently, and, and, and your Uncle Bob said, well, so did I. <laughs> and so what they found out in that conversation was every year Dan was switching it, and then Bob was just switching it back. <laughs> Communication is important. And so this is mission 
Vision Sunday. It's maybe you think of it as state of the church. <laughs> you know, I thought about combing my hair over like Donald and and uh, and and doing the the style for the for for the state of the church. You know, maybe have two guys behind me, one looking bored, one looking excited, like you see in the state of the union. But it's kind of a state of the church. And if you're a guest today, this is not typical. I, I, honestly, I hope that it's informational because I think it is important to kind of every once in a while just step back and say. Who are we? Where, where are we going? What, what's the goal? What, what's the purpose? What, what's essential? Now, in, in the next two or three weeks, we'll have the written reports. And, and I know there's some of you out there that, that are old school, that are used to having those written reports, and you're really upset because you don't have it because you could be reading it now instead of listening to me. I understand that. I'm with you. I did that too. Uh, but we'll have, have the reports. They'll be online. They'll go out by email. We'll put a limited amount of copies out for people that want hard copies. Maybe, maybe you, you frame them and maybe you want the staff to sign their portions later. I don't know. That's fine. Whatever. Or you just don't, have, don't do the computer stuff. That's fine. We'll get copies. And if we run out and you need a copy, just contact us. We're not trying to hide anything. We are completely open. Um, uh, finances and where we're going. If anyone ever has a question about anything we're doing, I will answer to the best of my ability. My door's always open. And so we'll have those out here in the next couple of weeks, and we'll have it be reports from our church board secretary. Uh, Harold will give you the full financial so you can see what's came in and what's went out. You'll have a report from Pastor Josh and Pastor Kim and, 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 and buildings and grounds, and all the different people will have reports. Clear vision and mission allows effective ministry for a church. Say that again. Clear vision and mission allows effective ministry for a church. And, and there's several scriptures we're just going to go over real quickly as we, as we consider this. The first is 1 Corinthians 12. We're not going to read it. Uh, but, 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 but the ideal of 1 Corinthians 12 is this. We are the body. We are the body of Christ. And, and that means that we are significantly linked together, that, that this isn't just an accidental association, but, but God has divinely placed us in this place and placed us together, and we are connected. Conjoined twins, if you will. Uh, there is this supernatural connection in the body. We are united. We, we are here for each other. We are here to, to, to help and encourage and serve one another. We need each other. Look at your neighbor right now and say, I need you. Go ahead, tell him. We need each other. And, and there is a I don't, that the church is not man's ideal. It's not a human ideal. It's God's ideal. And the God's ideal was to place the body of Christ in this place, in, in this church, and other local churches. We're not the only church, but the local church is the body of Christ in Marysville, Ohio. Another scripture. And I'm going to read out the King James Version. It says, where there is, or out of the, um, 
new American standard. We're the, there is no vision. The people are unrestrained, but happy is he who keeps the law. It's Proverbs 29:18. This is one of those scriptures that every pastor, if they never used the King James Version before, uses the King James Version on this Bible because it says, where there is no vision, the people perish. <laughs> and so, we, you know, we, we like that language. And, and, and really what it's saying as is that, that God gives revelation to his people. Amen? God gives direction to his people. This isn't about a church vision statement or a church mission statement. This is bigger than that. It's God giving prophetic vision to his people, direction to his people, unique direction to, to I believe, not only the general church, the church universal, but God gives prophetic vision and direction and mission to our local church. And when we go our own way, when we choose just to do things in our own power, our own strength, our own direction, it's like Eugene Peterson in the, in the message translates it like this. We stumble all over ourselves. <laughs> I love that translation. And so vision is here for the people of God. It gives us direction. And then Ecclesiastes 4.12. And if one can overpower him who is alone, two can resist him. A cord of three strands is not quickly torn apart. And, and there is so much, there is so much theological significance in that passage. That, that I, I can't do it justice this morning. But, but at its root, it is this. We're better and we're stronger together. And it's not just together. I mean, there's, you know, you go to Disney World anytime, and there's a lot of people together, right? Right? Anybody ever been to Disney World? There's a lot of people there, but they're not working together, trust me. It's not just being together, it's working together, pulling together. And, and we intentionally, I intentionally used this, this image of the, the rowers. Anybody ever, anybody doing rowing? Do we have any guys that, anybody that have done the tandem rowing or whatever you call it? Anybody in here done that? Okay, I guess that's just not our thing. But you, you've seen it on TV, right? You know what a rowboat is, right? When, when the kids were little, for, for many years, I did children's camps. And uh, I, I think I deserve a special medal in heaven, I gotta tell you. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, one children's camp, I had a kid that sleep, sle- walked in his sleep, and so I had to, I had to sleep in front of the door. <laughs> that, was, that was a fun one. But um, uh, every year, it seems like on SWO, on Southwest Ohio, when they did their children's camp, we would end up on the Whitewater River doing rafting. You know, it's, it's not high-intensity rafting unless you're the only adult on a boat with like 10 or 12 kids. Then it is high-intensity, dangerous stuff. Death was almost imminent every year as we went down this three-foot river because let me tell you, nobody was rowing but me, and the ones that were rowing were not rowing in the same direction. (laughs) Anybody ever been there, right? And so all it took was one branch in the river, and we were stuck. Kids going overboard, you know, it, it it was like Pearl Harbor all over again with these kids. 
craziness. Yeah, we need to pull together. And we are better. We're better as a church. We're better as a family. We're, we're better at our workplace. And we're better here when we pull together. It's essential. And understanding our unique vision and mission allows us to pull together. You think, well, Pastor, a unique vision and mission for a church? Isn't every church's vision and mission and purpose the same? Yes and no. <laughs> yes and no. Every church is called to make disciples. Amen. Every church is called to love people. Every church is called to be the body of Christ in its local community. But every church, every local church, also has a unique flavor and personality that allows us to minister in different ways. Just as... Folks, you, you, you've had a long-term pastor and Pastor Paul Point One Whiteford, and now you have Pastor Paul Point Two Mills. I always tell people I, I, when I came to pastor you, I had to change my name to Paul because uh, it's just like being the Pope here. And um, just as Paul Point One was different and ministered in a unique way, I am different and minister in a unique and different way. And we as a church minister in a unique way than other churches in our area. And I firmly believe, just like the body, let me ask it this way. Whose body is the same as it was 10 years ago? Raise your hand. Just as physical bodies change, church bodies change, for good or for bad. You know, as we add people as we add experiences, as we, as, as we add, as our culture around us changes, as Marysville changes, and I know we think we live in Mayberry and Marysville has never changed, but it's not true. Can I tell you a significant trend? 20 years ago, and, and I may be wrong on my numbers, but, but 20 years ago, probably 10% of the population would identify themselves when asked if they were religious or what religion they were, would, would identify themselves as none. Like 10%, 15%. You know what it is now? 40%. So that means that we are existing in a increasingly non-religious, a, a, a culture that re, rejects organized religion, it's increasing. So that means as a church, if we want to engage our culture, those practices that worked 25 years ago will not be nearly as effective now. So let, let me give you, I, I love I love our vacation Bible school. When I was a kid, and, and raise your hand if this was you, when I was a kid, I probably did three dozen VBSs every summer, right? Right? Anybody else like that? I'm the only one? It was just like natural. Okay, what? Vacation Bible school. And I think it was just, you know, there was five kids in our home, and if mom could get us out of the house, praise the Lord, right? It's not quite like that anymore. 
You still have people that will do that, and that's, that's great. We have, we have guests at our vacation Bible school. But we have to reach into culture and not expect culture to come to us. I love our fall fun fest. I, I, I love it that we open up the church and, and you see people walk across the street to be in our building for a few hours. You know, in, in three hours, three and a half hours, on Friday night at Uptown Friday Nights in Marysville, we encountered far more of our community than all the fall fun fest we've done in the years here. Culture's changing. And if churches don't change to react and respond and reach into their community, the churches lose its saltiness and its effect. Every church is different because the skills, the people, the culture, the experiences of the church is different. And so I believe God has, and I love this about my God, I don't serve a cookie-cutter God. My God looks down at our church and sees our unique gifts and talents and skills and our unique circumstance and says, oh, I can use them in this way. Now, unique vision and mission is important because of several things. The, the first thing is, and we should all understand this, we can't be everything to everyone. Amen? Um, in, in your life, in my life, and, and it's hard sometimes. All of us, I think most people struggle with this. No is as important as yes. And, and, and oftentimes... If you say yes to everything, it really means you're saying no to the essentials. Right? Right? And it's the same with churches. And so unique vision and mission gives us the ability to say no to the things that, that, that don't fit into what we're trying to do and yes to the things that do. You know, I can't stand potholes on the road, right? Oh, Jay, when you're riding your bike, do you, you just can't stand those potholes, right? And I think that we should do something about the potholes in the streets in Marysville, Ohio. Amen. Amen. <laughs> it's worthy. Yeah. Pam just stepped in one and broke both legs on her last day of work before she retired, praise the Lord. Uh, that's how you go into retirement, I guess. That's a worthy thing, but it's not for us, right? I mean, there's a lot of worthy things that, that we could be involved in. We, we could be involved in cancer research. And let me tell you, that is highly worthy but it's not the mission that God has given us to do. And if we allow ourselves to be caught up with potholes or cancer research, and one is far more worthy than the other, amen? If we get caught up in those things, it keeps us from the essential things that God is calling us to do. And, and as a pastor, can I tell you, there's even legitimately missional church business that at times we have to say no to. 
Do you realize how many pastoral cell... You think, man, pastor don't get any sales calls at the church. It's not true, is it, Bob? You get, You are... David, if you're ever pastoring, hear me here. You will be bombarded by good things that you could do. Official and unofficial. And, and, and to pastor, sometimes you have to say, that's awesome, but no thanks. We can't do that now. See, no is as important as yes, and mission allows us to say no. I, I saw this quote, and it's, I think it's with regard to Facebook, but, but their, their mantra is, or their saying is, be great at what you're good at. I love that. You know, I, I, every time when my boys are talking about doing things, I always say that, you know, because, you, know, you know, Dylan particularly, he wants to be everything. And I'll say, Dylan, be great at what you're good at. You know, don't, don't worry about all this other stuff, but focus those, your energy and your strengths and all your, don't worry about the things you can't do and focus on those things you're good at and just be great. Say no allows our church to be great at the things we're good at. So vision and mission, and, you know, what, how many gets confused with vision and mission? You know, what's the difference? I do. Uh, and here's how I distinguish it, and, and this is why our vision statement and mission statement is aligned as they are. Uh, I distinguish vision as who we aspire to be, and mission is how we're going to get there. In other words, there's, there's this picture of, of who we want to be, and, and then there's mission. This is the way we're going to accomplish that vision. And, and, and it's probably been, Amy, you asked that, when, when did we change from to make Christ-like disciples? And there was a whole thought process that was not just my thought process, but the thought process of a, a leadership team of, of why we went to make, from, to make Christ-like disciples to ordinary people following Jesus. One, one ideal was we didn't feel like that, that we were beyond the process. And, 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 the, and the phrase to make made it almost seem like we were doing something to other folks. But, but we are just ordinary people following Jesus. In the process of that, we hope we're bringing people along with us. And I think that was about 2014, early 2015. And, and then we, we established a mission very early on as loving as we go. And that was very intentional, and, and, and the ideal, and, and, I, and I think it was, it was timely for what we were trying to do. And the, the ideal was we do not have to create every ministry. We do not have to administrate everything we want to do. But as we go, we can plug into other ministries that are already in existence in Marysville. You don't, it doesn't have to be sanctioned by the church to be serving God. Amen? And so we, we, we have, have had that as our mission statement for about the same amount of time. And then this past spring, I think it's in April, our church board revised our mission statement to loving, growing, and going. And so really, our mission and our vision statement's one statement. It's we are ordinary people following Jesus who are loving, growing, and going. Can you guys say that with me? It's going to be up there. We are ordinary people following Jesus who are loving, growing, and going. And this morning, I want to just spend a few minutes unpacking 
and, and, and I'm longer this morning, I apologize. It's gonna be difficult to get through this without going closer to 40 minutes. Uh, I, I, hopefully in 20 minutes I'll be done here, but we're gonna unpack each of these and, and, and what this entails. And the first is loving. In each of these, there, there is lay leadership. Loving is an area right now we, we have prayerfully, we're prayerfully considering and asking, and, and there's been some that have been asked and said that's not for them, and I honor that. I, you know, I, it, it, never do anything just because someone asks you, but do something because you feel God is leading you in that direction, right? In the church, we've been overly concerned, I, I believe, as a pastor, I have been overly concerned with filling positions instead of putting people in the places where God intends them to be, right? And so right now, loving is to be determined. And, and I got to tell you, I'm not panicked. I'm not worried uh, because I believe when, when the right person senses that is their ministry, God will open that up. So you can be praying that, that God will, will open up that person to, to the possibility of leading in this way. Pastoral staff support. Each of these areas have pastoral support. Uh, Pastor Kim Marks and Pastor Bob Calhoun uh, provide pastoral support in the loving section. And, and, and you'll, you'll see why as we go through this. The, the church values. And we, we have begun to, to give you our church values. And the church values that you find in the loving um, mission statement is empowered and equipped people. In other words, I believe, and your church board believes, that, that the church is not about pastoral leadership, but, but the church is about you. It's about lay people, ordinary people, following Jesus, using their gifts, being equipped for service. And the second is loving like Jesus. We, we, we believe that, that it's essential. One of our values is that we believe that we need to love like Jesus loved. If you think that's true, say amen. Um, now, there's several ministries that's in, involved in our, our loving portion of our vision. Uh, the, the first and, and the newest that, that we've really been emphasizing is the prayer ministry. Is, is Sue in here? I don't think Sue's in here today. Sue Timmons is, is the leader of our prayer ministry. You see in the back of the sanctuary uh, that, that we have the, the prayer room that, that is just beautiful. Nancy Thompson and, and Sue uh, provided that, did the work. Uh, you know, I just love that room. And, and people are using that. Sue has already got one prayer group meeting, and she's looking at trying to create an evening prayer group. And so if you're interested in that, see me, uh, see, see, see Sue, and we'll plug you into the, to the, to the prayer groups. Uh, benevolence mills. In other words, when, when someone is sick, uh, when, when someone has a surgery, when something happens and, and someone needs help with, a, with mills, we, we, we try to provide mills. And, and right now, the, the leader of this is to be determined. Maybe God's laying something like that on your heart. That, that would be something that you would coordinate. Now, if you're interested in just providing mills, you can contact me. I mean, we, we, need, we always need people that can do mills. Um, Hopefully, and, and this is how it typically works, uh, when we have someone who, who needs this kind of assistance, our small groups and our Sunday school classes are the first resource that we'll go to. And so, you know, Bob and Karen's class is so awesome. When you, when you guys have someone that, that's, that's sick or, or, or going through something, you guys are all over it. And, you know, the, Clarence Henson's been struggling. And let me tell you what, Clarence, every time I talk to Clarence, Clarence says, I couldn't make it. 
without my Sunday school class. They just surround him. And, and so that, that is the dream. That is the vision. That is the hope. That, that is, it is my fundamental belief that, that small groups will allow us. And Sunday school classes allow us this avenue where we can care for one another. Funeral dinners. As a church, we, we try to, to provide funeral dinners, and we've done a fairly good job. I, um, Dee did a great job as she led us in that. In the last couple of years, she had to step out of that role, and, and we've continued to do the best that we can. It's, it's, it's a struggle, and, and sometimes it's, it's, it's hard to get things done. And, and we want to continue to do that, right? Right? As a church, that's important, right? If we can do the funeral dinners, we want to do them. But folks... For me to do them, I've got to have people that are willing to do them. Um, uh, it, it's very difficult to preach a funeral service and then feed people, okay? I'll just tell you, I can't do that. And if it comes down to me doing it by myself, I can't. Uh, th- this is a situation where we need the body. We need each other. And then are all church fellowships. And Maria Quinones, uh, Maria, stand if you're, you're right there. Yeah, let's give her a hand. Don't you appreciate her? We did in the, in the, what was it, was it in the summer that we did the cooking classes? The winter. We did the cooking classes with Maria. Who did the cooking classes? They were like awesome. They, they were the most attended event we've ever had in our church, I believe. And uh, she did a great job. And Maria has, has agreed to undertake the task of event coordinator for our three fellowships. We do three fellowships a year. We're, we're, we're going we're to stick to those three fellowships a year, and hopefully you'll support them. We do an all-church picnic, and I believe that is August August 27th, the Sunday at the park. Uh, we, we do an Easter brunch, and we do a Thanksgiving dinner on a Sunday night before Thanksgiving. Those three fellowships, uh, Maria will be coordinating those. Of course, she can't do it by herself, Right? And so we need people to set up and tear down and grill and prepare foods. And so as we get closer to these events, we'll be contacting you and she'll be helping us as as we determine what we need to do in these areas. Lay congregational care. Terry Moore and Sharon Carcone. Will you guys stand back there? Let's give them a hand. Your pastor will continue to visit. This is not pastor getting out of the visiting business. Sometimes it's hard. I'll just be honest. You know, that we have times when we have, right, even this time, right now, we have a ton of people in hospitals. And sometimes it can be very difficult for me to, to, to care for. But I have pastoral staff that supports. Pastor Kim particularly supports in visitation. Pastor Christy, as she's been able to, has. And, and we appreciate that. Pastor Bob has at times. And Pastor Josh, everybody has, has pulled together. But Sharon and Terry are models of congregational care. If if you're not familiar, and you probably aren't, Sharon and Terry do more for people than anybody can even begin to imagine. And so I've asked them to begin to assist me as we pull other people. Maybe it's just writing cards. Maybe it's visiting in hospitals. And maybe it's, it's seeing our shut-ins. But, but if there's a way that you want to be a part of that, Terry and Sharon's going to lead us in that. Then our hospitality teams with Terry Sorority. Terry, you stand. Every Sunday morning we have um, host, yes, host that, that greet. And Terry does it. She's done an outstanding job moving our church in, in, in a, a better direction as we've undertaken uh, having more uh, greeters and, and hospitality teams. And so maybe you want to be part of that. You, you always need people there, right? 
Always. What weeks do you need filled now? Need subs. So you need subs. If you're willing to be a sub as a hospitality person. If you're, if you're a nice person and are willing to sub. Nobody says, I'm a nice guy, right? And then our ushers, Matt Moore and Art Willem. Matt and Art, would you guys stand? Doing a great job of, of making sure that we, we, we help people in the sanctuary. And, you know, they... They receive offering, but they're also here to assist people as they need to know where they need to go in the church. And then the well with Lori Hicks and Dolly Wilson. Are you guys in there? Lori and Dolly, you guys stand? They do the well. They're not going to stand. Yeah. Oh, Lee, okay. I'm sorry. Sorry. Bruce, Bruce and Lisa do that. Okay. So Bruce and Lisa stand. Lisa, Okay. These are loving expressions of our mission. And so all these weeks we do so that we can love one another better. The, the next area is growing. And, and Judy Luganbill is our lay leader of growing. This is Think Discipleship. And uh, I think we have a video. If we, Go ahead and play that. A while ago, the pastor asked me to consider taking over the discipleship leadership position in the church and after some prayer um, and the Holy Spirit's go and my husband Neil's okay, I told the pastor that I would be willing to do that. And I'm learning um, as, as I go here what that job entails. But a big part of it is, and a big focus is, adult small groups and Sunday school. And the goal of the small groups and Sunday school is that we take what truths we've learned and discuss them, um, discuss them in a small group setting. In the small group setting, we have the opportunity to share with a few people how we have put the truths that we have heard from the sermons into practice in our own lives. And sometimes, um, actually, how maybe we didn't do so well in doing that. So we share our successes and our failures. And in the meantime, then we know how to pray for each other very specifically. And then maybe a few weeks later um, in, in the discussion, we can bring that topic up again and ask the person how they're doing with that, how it's going in their own lives. That's, that's the wonderful thing about small groups. It's really getting to know others and caring for each other, and loving each other, and praying for each other. And that encourages us then, and when we live in the real world with people who haven't heard the same truths that we have, that we have already practiced talking about them, so they'll come more naturally out of our mouths, and then hopefully others will want to follow Jesus too. So that's the focus of um, being the discipleship leader here at church is spiritual growth of the adults through small groups in Sunday school. I really appreciate Judy, and Judy just had surgery uh, this past week and uh, hip replacement. We are hip replacement Church of the Nazarene, I guess. And uh, she's recovering at home, and uh, I'm excited for what God's going to do through Judy. Judy is a talented lady, and uh, I'm excited about her role in this. Pastoral staff support is Pastor Josh Huff. And then two pastors that, that probably you're not as familiar with, Pastor Matthew Perdue, 
uh, Matt his district license, and he's, he's Josh's assistant, and then Pastor David Smith. David, won't you stand? I, I, David does a lot of things in the well, and David has got a bachelor's degree of ministry and is working towards his, uh, his MDiv at Nazarene Theological Seminary, and so we want to plug David in to some discipleship care and helping us in that area. The church values, which is supported by this uh, portion of our mission, is transformation through relational discipleship, effective student discipleship, relevant worship, and empowered and equipped people. Really, this discipleship portion covers a whole lot of what we do. And, and, And the ministries are Sunday school classes, uh, our Sunday morning celebrations, this, this is a level of discipleship. I, I firmly believe and that, that this is an incomplete, if we do not talk about things, if all you do is hear a message and leave this place and never think about it or never talk about it, you will not remember what I talked about by Monday at 6 o'clock. Amen? Some of you are lucky to remember by Sunday at 1 o'clock. Uh, is that not true, folks? Let's be honest about that. The point of this, God's call for us is not to, okay, I heard a message and now I'm good to go. God's call for us is to encounter his word and allow his word to change us from the inside out. And so Sunday, Sunday morning celebrations are part of it. And Chris and Amy Davis do a tremendous job in that. And Becky Icorn through, the, through the, the board leads in that area too. Our, our sound, our media, our safety teams are all part of that. Our small groups, our, our ladies ministry with Terry Reese. Terry, stand, let him, let him see you. Terry, yes, give her a hand. Does our ladies ministry, our men's ministry is to be determined. We, we need a, a men's team leader. Finally, going. Uh, this, this is Clint and Emily Lauterbach, and they've just taken this on as well. Let's go ahead and play that video, Merrill. Hi, my name is Clint, and this is Emily, and we are the mission leaders for the Going Ministry. We are really excited about this new opportunity, and we are looking forward to working with all of you. We believe that if this church comes together and everyone works together, that we have the potential to make a huge impact on our community. Our vision for this ministry is that um, our children will see their church family and their parents just serving the community and loving on others and devoting their lives to reaching out to lost souls. But we can't do it alone. So if you'd like to help out, contact one of us. Thank you. Thanks. Clint's back in the uh, sound room. I think Emily's probably serving somewhere in the church. Or yes, the, the pastoral support is support. Support <laughs> pastoral staff support is Pastor uh, me, Pastor Paul Mills, me, uh, and Pastor Christy Payne has supported in this area and will continue as she can. Uh, the church values are an empowered and equipped people and loving like Jesus. Now, now going and Karen Woolham was our NMI. Karen, let's give Karen a hand. We appreciate all she's done. For, for the years she served in NMI. Um, Karen was our NMI director and leader for several years, and, 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 and we're expanding the role of this a little bit. In, in a lot of ways, what Clint and Emily are doing is what Pastor Christie did and what Karen did. Uh, both of those things together. It involves, of course, our Nazarene's Missional International. If you're not familiar with the Church of the Nazarene, I'm proud to belong to the Church of the Nazarene because we, we are an international church. Across the world today, 
There, there are Nazarenes ministering and serving and, and helping other folks. And we, we have this great opportunity to support missionaries across the world. And so Nazarene Missions International includes Alabaster. We, we bring change in. It builds churches and hospitals and parsonages. Faith Promise, which is a way that we support our missions. Mission books, work and witness, et cetera. All those things that we do to support mission. But, but also our local mission and outreach. God does not call us to be missionaries simply to Africa or South America. God calls us to be missionaries where we're planted. And the truth is, if there's ever a country that needed, if there's ever a community that needed missionaries, it's Marysville, Ohio. It's the United States of America. We need missionaries here right now. And so God's calling us to local mission and outreach. And, and so we have ministries that are ongoing, Upward with, with Eric Bates, Operation Angel Tree, Pastor Christie has continued this, Uptown Friday Nights, Light Up Union County, and, and, and all these things. You see on the back wall all these different ministries that you can become involved in. This Friday night was Uptown Friday night, and it was swing music all night. If you liked swing music, you'd have liked Uptown Friday night. It was big band. It was, it was enjoyable. We had, we had a table where Nancy Thompson and, and Rodney Gilman painted faces. They painted faces from 6 o'clock till 9.30. If we wouldn't have stopped the line, it would have never ended. And I mean, at 8.30, uh, Ryan Castle got in the back of the line, or it had just continued and continued. I mean, they, they painted faces one after another for three and a half hours. <laughs> All those, yeah, I'll give them a hand. <laughs> Something happened Friday night to me. <laughs> and, and it was a weird thing. As, as I was downtown looking at all the people, uh, from, from our community and looking at, at the members of our church that were there serving. You, you know, God placed this love in my heart for our little town. It, it was really weird. I was walking through town. I thought, man, I just love this little town. So, see, there's something that happens in our hearts. I believe this. There's something that happens in our hearts when we truly encounter people. Well, when we encounter people, God allows our perspectives and our perceptions to change. And I believe as we become a church that's known not for this building, but known as people who encounter people right where they are, God will begin to change our hearts and our perception of people. VBS, I, I don't know, Pastor Kim, where the signups are, as she was in here. They're out there. Um, we need people for our vacation Bible school. If you have a desire, and I think most believers do, if you have a desire to lead someone into a relationship with Jesus Christ, can I tell you the easiest ministry to do that in is children's ministry, and the easiest time in the children's ministry is during vacation Bible school. <laughs> If you, if you have a desire to lead someone to Christ, I would strongly advise, sign up for VBS. So here's the question as we close, and I'm sorry I'm longer. Do you forgive me? No, okay. Josh said no. How can God use you here? What, what are your skills? Where do you have specialized training? 
What have you done vocationally that you believe could benefit the local church? What are your passions or where are your passions? What are you passionate about? I want want you to say this statement with me. Can you put this next? Say this with me. God wants me to use the gifts and talents he has given me for his glory. Do you believe that? God has gifted each person in this congregation. He's given you talents. He's given you skills. He's given you vocational training. Some of you you are teachers and leaders and administrators. Some of you serve in unique ways in your occupation. I believe God wants you to use those gifts for his glory. Now, one way is, you, 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 you know, we work as to the Lord, right? But God gives us skills that allows us to serve for his glory. Yeah, not only here. <laughs> you know, I think sometimes we, we you know, that the ideal of every member of minister means it's, it all belongs here. And, and the whole ideal of Light Up Union County is God wants you to serve. And if there's a place out there that fits better, serve there. But then I always come back to this ideal. We are the body. We are one. And, and 1 Corinthians 12 says he's given each person a gift to use for the benefit of the body. And so there's this this profound privilege, opportunity, responsibility that somehow we play a part in this body that blesses us. That that as we bless this body, we bless ourselves. (laughs) You know, there's a truth there. And, you know, I've thought about preaching as as we curse and as we diminish this body, we diminish ourselves. But as we bless this body, we bless ourselves. I came here in 2014, and one of the first people that, uh, that I got to know was Bob Sorardi. And uh, Bob has a, Italian connections that gets things done. And so, uh, <laughs> but, but, but Bob, in his occupation, was a change management guy. In other words, he came into companies and and, and took them through change. And, and as we've changed, as we've tried these things, Bob's been so important to me as he has skills and training that, that I just don't have. As he's walked through how change occurs and how vision affects change and how direction in companies take place. See, Adam Hicks there, and as we've talked about safety in the church, what a valuable resource Adam's been as we've, as we've done things to protect our kids. See, Harold Green and the, and the, and the gifts of finances that he's used and, and others in this body, Rick and Tammy Jacob. And in the next few weeks, they're going to be looking at our policies and, 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 and the ways our, our our methods of doing things and, and, and how, you know, it's, 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 how do you put it, Bob? It's, you know, it's, it's one thing to, to say you want to get to Mars, but you better do the planning. I think you use the phrase, you better make sure you have enough toilet paper to get there or something like that. <laughs> Rick and Tammy have those kind of gifts. And, and, and you know, I, I want to plug people in that have those unique gifts that can bring the value and allow the body to be all that God wants it to be. So how does God want to use you here? Stand with me, if you will.
I apologize. This is not typical. I am serious when I say that I'm going to try to preach long, shorter, not longer. <laughs> uh, but, but it's just impossible to get this done in less than 45 minutes. Lord, thank you for today. Uh, thank you for your Holy Spirit. I pray, Lord, that your spirit will take these words of mine and, and use them. Lord, may, may we truly be on one page pulling together, seeking your best and your glory, not our glory. Now, Lord, I love you and I love this church and I'm thankful for the privilege of being a pastor here, of, of being a part of what you're doing in Marysville through Marysville Church of the Nazarene. May your spirit continue to guide, influence, and change us, Lord. Transform us from the inside out so that we can be more Christ-like in all that we do. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.